She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi, welcome. Welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360 Karma. We're so happy to have you here today. We hope you're following our conversations on Facebook and also following us on Twitter and Instagram at My360Karma. So we have an incredible guest today. She is actually the Woman of the Year for the LA uh, County Commission for Women. Uh, I'm gonna be going to that luncheon where they're gonna be celebrating her. Please give a warm welcome to Lindy Wargus. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm Thanks great. for having me. Oh, glad to have you. I know it's a little hot in here. It's a little warm. I love, I love the fan. I knew we had show fans. <laughs> So uh, you are getting this amazing award, Mo yes. Woman of the Year for the LA Commission, I mean, on women, and that is a, like a really big deal. This is their 34th annual luncheon. Yes. And they're celebrating all the wonderful work you do. How does that feel? Pretty incredible, because I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm probably uh, putting you on the spot here, because I know you're very <laughs> humble. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I, I was surprised that when the nominator, uh, someone who's in supply diversity at Disney nominated me, Ankit, um, and he called and said, you were selected. And yeah. I thought, oh, I'm selected as a nominee. Yeah. You know, and he said, no, no, like you're selected wow. for the award. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> and I said, wow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and he's like, actually, I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Oh, that is so wonderful. Well, you're so deserving of it. Um, we met not that long ago, but through people that uh, I really respect and love working with, which is uh, Elisa Parker and Tabby Biddle. Yes. And the, uh, yes. 50 Women Can Change the World. I'm on their board. And um, they, uh, you know, spoke so highly of you and said, you know, oh, my gosh, this woman is such a connector. And I was like... Until I met you, I didn't know what they meant. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this woman knows everybody. And is, you have such a gift of putting people together. Oh, and thank you. Uh, I know you're involved in a lot of different things, and we're going to talk about that. Um, I also want to talk about your incredible story of how you ended up here in America. <laughs> I mean, it, it just really blows me away. And I, I imagine there's listeners out there that have similar stories. So right, I always like absolutely. to share the, the journey. But um, your mom actually uh, ha gave you over to your aunt and uncle, right? Correct. Uh, back yeah. in Taiwan, where what? you were born. Soon after I was born. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they pretty much raised you, right, until you yes. were eight. Eight. Yes. So yeah. they um, they had four kids of their own. Yeah. And um, my mom had me, and she, I guess she had other things to do. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, my aunt and uncle raised me, and they were my parents. Right. Um, and. Then, you know, and, and throughout the years, I saw my, my dad or my, yeah. my mom, you know, here and there. Right. And you did but, mention that your dad, your actual biological dad was very wealthy, but the aunt and uncle, like, have yeah, they, little means. Right. But you grew up around their kids and a lot of love. And, right. I mean, you can't ask right. for more than that. No, right? and I never yeah. felt like there wasn't anything I couldn't do. Right. They were, they were just incredible parents. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know. When I was eight and a half, my mom came back and said she was getting remarried and she was taking me with her. And I thought, I don't want to go with her. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. not my mom. Well, so I said, to take my country. cousin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, take her. She wants to go. And they were like, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so we came to the States and we went to New Orleans and 
that was a shock. And you, and you, you were sharing with me, you didn't even know the language, right? I didn't. So I, you're pulled up out of this family with a family that you really don't know, even though it's your mom and, right. and then this new stepdad. Right. You come to a country you know nothing about, and you end up in the city of New Orleans and not even speaking the language. I mean, I, I, at eight years old, this had to be like kind of traumatic, right? Right, it was really daunting. Even though it's a blessing in disguise in the long run. Right, in, in the, the long, long run, run. yes. Yeah. But in the first year and a half that I was in the States, it was it wasn't a great time to be in New Orleans. It was you know it was the seventies. Right. We lived in an area that was predominantly white, and I was almost like an alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, you know I had to learn the language pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a very receptive town or city that we were in. Right. And then my stepdad got transferred, so I had to go to ESL classes and you know learn the language. And we he got transferred to. Um, LA well to California so right. we lived in Orange County until I was yeah. 18 right until I moved and then yeah. and then moved to LA and I moved to LA yeah. and then I've been in LA pretty much ever since yeah so this and is really my life here you know with this big immigration conversation going on I just want to say so your parents moved here for a, a job right mm -hmm. and then you were raised here um, and you know you're an immigrant you came from right. Taiwan right and here you are with this super successful award-winning recruitment company uh, just making such a difference to people's lives and their uh, you know getting jobs and you know working with these huge companies to right. fill it with the right people and you know and um, I mean it's just another great success story uh, of why it's so important that we have diversity that we have immigrants come here that are smart and driven and have their own businesses right. and you and know I think people overlook that I, I don't know what's going on in this country that there's such a uh, they're turning such a weird sh cold shoulder to to immigrants but right I don't think it's the majority of people right, right. but there I, but, there's a, there's a big enough population of people that yes. affect how we do business and how we hire and how we affect our culture yes. whether it be at home or in our communities and you know having that diversity of um of employees of mm -hmm. staff of um you know community mm -hmm. brings a lot of diversity of thought right and I, I think it actually makes us much healthier yes um and you know there's many statistics out there that show that um you know women-owned businesses and minority-owned businesses and small businesses really help engage the community and if we can engage people yes. um, with the small businesses that the local community we can really actually affect the you know economic climate of our of our our, our, our country yes and so I so it's interesting that a, a lot of people don't see that but if we don't actually really get behind all these small businesses and minority-owned businesses and we're really the marginalized groups like the LGBTQ yeah. groups and whatnot yeah. it will negatively impact everyone right um, I I was at a tuck program at Dartmouth not too long ago and they talked about that they talked right. about how it has already been mapped out what it will do to all ethnic groups right if we don't all get behind it so right. it will affect the, ca the Caucasian race it will affect everyone right um, and it's so it's unfortunate that people now still don't see it right right they do need to be educated right right yeah and so uh, your journey was that you actually were in the financial sector, right? Correct. And then 
made this leap into recruitment, right? Right. right. Which yeah. was kind of the best thing you ever did, right? Yeah, it was, it was the best thing I ever did. I was in finance and accounting for about nine years, and someone uh, at my company had referred me to um, a, a large search firm. And I thought, okay, you know, I'll go meet someone. I was working 80 hours a week, and I was a young, I was a young single mom. So um, they didn't call me for an accounting and finance job. Two months later, they called me for a recruiter job. And I thought, you guys really didn't listen to yeah. what I said I yeah. was looking for. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'll go, keep my yeah. options open. And I went and met with them. And I thought, you know what? What's the worst thing that could happen? I yeah. don't like it. And I go back to finance and accounting. It's not yeah. going anywhere. And it was a complete life change. Three months later, I knew I'd never go back to wow. accounting and finance. Wow. Um, and that and first yet, year. And yet you do recruitment in the area of Finance and, and accounting. accounting. Right, right, <laughs> right. And and so it, it gives me the ability to really help counsel the candidates. Right? Because, because you've I've been, been in there. that. Right. Yeah, I love um, that. And it helps me counsel the clients because I understand what it is that they're looking for. Right. And, and you so work with really big companies, right? Very large companies like as well. Disney? Um, I've worked They're, with Disney, with yeah. you know Sony. We Sony. worked with some of those the bigger companies. Yeah. Um, over the years, and we've worked with, um, we we work a lot with. Um, entertainment media companies and tech companies. And how do you say the name of your company? Integritas Resources. Integritas Resources. Yeah. So it's Latin. We, in case people want to <laughs> check it out. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but you know, it's great because if it is a small or early growth company, and we work with a lot of those companies, mm -hmm. we help really develop the team mm -hmm. um, and help um, help counsel the executives on mm -hmm. what they actually need in that mm -hmm. position. Sometimes they come to us and they say that they need a CFO, but they're mm -hmm. really not in a need for a CFO, right. that they actually need a different position. So right. we really are kind of nailing down, what do you need long-term? Right. And you know, let's, let's give your staff some room to grow. And sometimes right. you don't necessarily need to bring in a huge heavy hitter. Right. Um, you know, sometimes you need to give your, your organization some time right. to grow into those positions. Right. Yeah. So what do you do? You go into these companies and, and you fill their positions? or I do. do you, so yeah. uh, okay. they engage us. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say 95% of our clients over the last 15 years um, have been referrals. Um, so the majority of my clients are referrals. That's great. Um, and I go in and meet with the executives and get a sense of what it is that they're really looking for. Um, and then, um, you know, make some recommendations of what I think would work and what yeah. I think wouldn't work. And we do, even though we're a contingency firm, we do a full 360 degree um, evaluation on these individuals. So we actually right. go out and recruit the people that we feel would be a really great fit for that organization. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, so nothing more thrilling really than putting somebody into a position that changes their life right. and makes that company happy. I could right. see what there'd be a lot of fulfillment in that. Right. Yeah. Um, is there something women could do to better prepare for going out and being recruited that maybe you think women in particular fall short in? Um, I do. You know, we did. Um, we, we've been doing uh, you know a lot of C-suite positions for quite some time now mm -hmm. and more and more we've had uh, you know the executives or the private equity firms and whatnot indicate that they would like a female right um, executive because maybe perhaps they don't have that diversity right um, as, Gee, as they would like you know but <laughs> sure there's a few of those companies <laughs> exactly <laughs> one or two exactly yeah. but what's interesting is what I've seen more and more of recently is Every once in a while, we'll get um, actually one of the recent searches 
uh, several women either came to us and said, oh, I'm sure that they don't want to hire a female, but. So they led with a negative. Right. And, um, and then I, you know, would explain to them, actually they do. Yeah. You know, so I think that the, I think that a lot of women, you know, we've talked about this many times before, that women have a tendency to judge themselves much harsher yes. for specific positions. Right. Whether it be for, um, you know, an employment or running for office or whatever right. it may be. Whereas men are much more comfortable to say if they have one thing, they're, yeah. you know, they're perfect for more the job. More confident. Yeah. Right. Like if there's 10 criteria, the man will have one and right. say, oh, I'm, I'm eligible for this. Right. Exactly. Where the woman will say, oh, I only have five of those things. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I think, you know, a lot of times, it's really taking that leap of faith mm-hmm. you know really looking at the skill sets that you have and what's transferable right right and not not looking at what you have and whether or not that's exactly what they're looking for right. but understanding how to communicate what's mm-hmm. transferable and showing the value that you can bring to the organization right. so even if they didn't have that exact position what they could transfer that would actually right. enhance it Right, right. right. And so uh, I guess it's, what do you think it is that holds women back? Is it just the culture that we're brought up in that makes women less confident? Why is it that we think we need more of the criteria? What What is that about? Well, you know, I think one, I think one, we just haven't had as much time, yeah. right, yeah. as men in general in some of these positions. Um, but I also think that it's really important for women to help other women. Absolutely. And, Bingo. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and and I'm unfortunately, all about I personally think there's a special place in health for women who don't help other women. Yeah. Um, Me but, too. You know, yeah. but... I will look back on my career, for instance, and it was not the women that helped me throughout my career. Right. It was the men that actually helped me and advocated for me and whatnot. So I think that when you're in any position that you're working in or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, that you should find people within your organization to Mm -hmm. be one advocates for you Mm -hmm. two, but get a mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't have to be someone who's female, because if you look at the demographics, right, there are more men in positions of power than there are women. Mm -hmm. So trying to just find women to be your mentor is Mm -hmm. probably a little bit difficult to do to help you get to those stages. And so I think it's important to, we talk about diversity, so it's also important to have diversity as far as your mentors are concerned. Right, and I do think that there's a lot of men now that are recognizing that they need to advocate for their sisters, their daughters, their mothers, their friends, and are willing to give them that leg up. Right, you think? right, I think absolutely. That, I think we've put it more on the radar, like, hey, more women should be in positions of influence. It actually helps the company to be more profitable. Right. And now that they're aware of that research, you know, being a little bit more willing to take a look at that. Right. Yeah. And, and also, I think, you know, for a lot of for a lot of men, they probably men, men are, are much more uh, direct mm-hmm. as far as what it is that they want. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you're working with individuals of you know other genders yeah they they're kind of expecting you to just be direct just speak right. and say what it is that you want right, right. they're right. not really thinking oh let me think about like what that person wants i think right. women have a tendency to to do that better right um we're thinking you know peripherally what how it's going to affect that person yeah um but you know sometimes it's just as simple as asking Being direct for what it is that you want yeah something tells and me how you do have I get no there? problem with that no <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> And that's why you're so successful. Um, Also, too, I know you uh, got married for the, is it the third time? Yes. Yeah, third time's a charm, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, to Tom. And uh, yeah, and and Tom, I know, is uh, you and him have collaborated on a, a, 
a really interesting uh, other venture um, outside of this successful business that you have, which is a love of yours, which is yoga, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And so you guys uh, developed a yoga strap, and I know we have a couple pictures of it. Um, and tell me about that, how it came about, and, and why somebody would want that, because I know it's a, a really popular product that you guys have invented and manufactured right, right. and you're doing really well with it in fact yeah. there's a website for it right yes it's um it's zen yoga strap zen yoga com. now explain it to me so uh, yeah. uh a couple of years ago i think it's been a couple of years we um i was i have been doing yoga with some of our friends um i think you might know a couple of them um privately and um a friend of mine have would come and join us every once in a while and this has been kind of ongoing for a couple of years and she um was having some knee issues at the time and um, was not as flexible. Most of us are not very flexible. Right. And oh, so speak for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, so she, you would say, oh, I wish I, you know, I could do that or I could yeah. do this. And she'd been going to a trainer and, yeah. um, a PT for some time and yeah. was not progressing. And I thought, you know, for her birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And I was an athlete all grown up. So, yeah. you know, it made perfect sense to me that, you, you some most of us need something to help us get into a deeper stretch yeah right right and you can't do it with a regular yoga strap because there's no there's no loops right and there's no tears yeah. right so I thought you know I'm gonna go home and make her these straps that would have tears so yeah. that she can eventually progress up to her right, feet right and actually get the benefits of these stretches otherwise you're just sitting in those positions you're right. not doing anything right and so I went home and my husband um, Tom actually makes um, ergonomic guitar straps. Right, and right. straps. Um, and that's another cool product, that, too, yeah, yeah. that I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so. I know some famous guitarists have bought his straps, yes, right? Yes, yes. And, and, and so many guitar players uh, get like a... They get they get um, a, a guitar shoulder. Yeah. Um, or if you have any sort of like dis, uh, disease or yeah. anything like that in your and neck. What, what is guitar shoulder? What is so it, it? So after years of playing, because uh, I think an average guitar probably weighs 10 or 15 pounds, right? right? So oh if it's gosh. a bass, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, and you're wearing it on the same shoulder constantly over right. and over again and it causes so a lot of guitars actually have a little bit of a lean yeah they, they <laughs> yeah. because of that constant weight right which causes a problem so if you're a professional right you can't go and just have surgery right right because you're gonna be out for several months right so you either have to take medication or you just gonna have to deal with the pain or get this guitar or, guitar or get the strap, strap. Which right. it goes around the waist. So right? it goes around your waist. Oh my God, it's that's called the brilliant. hip strap. Wow. And you um, and so there's strap buttons are already on your guitar. You have to yeah. put for some of the straps. You have to put another button in. And but you can just wear it, and there's no strap here. No strap. Yeah. And can we say uh, some famous people are using yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think uh, Davy Johnson from um, Elton John. He uses it. Oh my it. God! I just saw that concert the other <laughs> it's night. It's a great concert. Oh my God! And that guitar. <laughs> His band is off the yeah. charts. That guy yeah. uses it. Yeah, wow, that's. A, I wish I'd taken note of that the other yeah. day. That's really cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it, his his daughter-in-law yeah. actually saw it and ordered it, and we shipped it to London because yeah. that's where she lives. I oh think. My gosh. And she then shipped it back to the states to Davy. Oh my god. And gosh. then Davy called Tom and said, "Hey, I want to talk to you about these straps." That's so cool. But it, it worked well for him, and we so had. So the story is, you took those that guitar strap and figured out how to well so I, I came home and I told Tom yeah. that um, listen you know I want to make these straps and Julie's taller the than me so yeah. 
you know, we'll need to make it a little bit bigger for her because she's yeah. taller. And he was, and he said, I said, so, you know, can you sew that up for me? Because we have an industrial sewing machine in the garage for him to make prototypes yeah. for all the different musicians. And he said, with what? And I'm like, with the guitar straps. <laughs> and he was like, okay. <laughs> That's so great. we gave it to her for her birthday and it kind of just took off from there. Oh my gosh. So you created this for your friend that had this need. Uh-huh. And then you realized, oh my gosh, a lot of people are right. going to want this. Right. And other instructors. Yeah. Um, so we, we uh, uh, did a test with some other instructors and they, we, they gave us some really positive feedback. And we had a lot of friends who um, do yoga, and so they also were all using it, and uh, very quickly. So this is basically for anybody that does yoga. Well, not just for yoga. So yeah. it, could, it could be for oh. athletes and whatnot. So for me, for instance, um, you know, I will use it to stretch at my desk. I will use it to stretch in the office. I'll right. use it to stretch if I'm, you know, traveling. Right. So it's something you can take with you. Right. And use you it to do it stretch. Your, you can do it now. Right. <laughs> We should have brought one. <laughs> uh, so you can do it anywhere. And right. the whole purpose of it, it gives you a better stretch than right. if you didn't use it. Right. Because if you and have the regular. You have injuries like right. your friend. Right? right. Yeah. And if you have regular stretching throughout the day, yeah. you actually get better benefits for your body oh. than you do if you're only doing yoga twice a week. Oh. Right. Because so you're actually something you're stretching doing every, day. every day. Throughout oh, the day. Oh, I love like that. Like 10 minutes. If you're reading something, yeah. you can stretch your shoulders out. Right. Um, and so that you're, you're constantly staying loose. Right. Because the tight muscles are what causes the injuries. Right, right. I love it. Yeah. Wow, that's fabulous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they can find you at your recruiting firm, which right. is... which in is Integritas Resources. Right. And if they are also a yoga fan, they can find you at Zen Strap Yoga. Uh, Zen Yoga Strap. Yeah, Zen Yoga Strap. Dot com. Dot com. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank and you so much. And if they need much. a guitar strap, then they oh, can yes. go to slingerstraps.com. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the name of that one? Slingerstraps.com. Slingerstraps.com. I love it. <laughs> uh, you know what? They always say a busy woman <laughs> is never doing just one thing. No. <laughs> I know I'm not either. So it's so fun to talk about all the cool things you're doing. Yes, absolutely. You're an amazing thank lady. You. I'm so excited to go to the luncheon when you're going to get Woman of the Year. Oh, thank Congratulations you. Congratulations on you. that. And uh, just keep uh, doing the amazing work that you're doing of putting people together. I love it. Oh, I love thank it. You. This yeah. is great. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us here every Wednesday at noon, as you know, or look for us on YouTube or your favorite podcast. Thank you so much and make it a great week. Hugs and happiness. Bye bye. Thank you.